Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Seeing you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, but you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Before I even get to my topics this morning, I had I had the uh, opportunity to, to watch uh, Dave Chappelle's entire uh, Saturday Night Live skit and I, 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 two, two problems. I don't understand why he had to spend almost what seemed like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. And I guess that was the deal to get him to do it, to host the show, focusing on anti-Semitism. I, it, it troubled me, uh, to watch that. And if my eyes and ears didn't fail me, he outright used the full N-word twice. And I don't understand why that's necessary in 2022 when when so many young people look up to Mr. Chappelle. And I, I can understand making fun of Kanye West. I get it, I guess. But the, the anti-Semitism thing... I I I I don't know folks. I I I just don't get it. So it is possible. It is possible a 2024 primary between former president Donald Trump and Florida governor Ron DeSantis but I don't think DeSantis has got it in him to challenge Trump. So in other words, I think DeSantis may take a pass on 2024. And the threats are continuing. This time, the warning is coming from Trump's daughter-in-law, Laura Trump. Eric Trump's wife will let you hear what she had to say. And all of this, the backdrop is that former President Donald Trump is insisting, as he's expected to have a big announcement tonight, that DeSantis rule himself out of the race for the 2024 GOP nomination. He's described his potential rival as an average Republican governor with great public relations. New York City Mayor Eric Adams says fellow Democrats in New York and nationally must stop being afraid to talk about rising crime and citizens feeling unsafe. This time, 
and an op-ed in USA Today. But isn't this the same Mayor Adams that basically told New Yorkers a few weeks ago, a month ago, what you see is not really the truth? Because what, what, you, what you really is focusing on is perception, and your perception is wrong. Isn't this the same Mayor Adams? Well, after the election, he's singing a different tune. And former Vice President Mike Pence takes the gloves off regarding President Trump. Strong words from Vice President Mike Pence. Nearly two years after the uh, January 6th uh, attack, Pence says former President Donald Trump endangered him and his family by, quote, sicking a mob of MAGA extremists on him inside the Capitol. Fair enough. But here's my point. Why now? It's piling on, piling on, because Pence thinks Trump is weak now. Mr. Vice President, it's okay to feel that way, but why not articulate that from day one? Why wait almost two years? We all know why, because you're, you're pitching a book now. You're, you're out there selling a book. And it just doesn't pass the smell test. If you felt that strongly, I understand that you're considering running for president yourself. But if you fit, and it'll never happen, but in terms of you winning, but if you felt that strongly, why wait so long to speak out? And, of course, we are taking your telephone calls this hour, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I'm going to your telephone calls in just a second. A new national poll that came out, a survey that came out a few days ago, gives Governor DeSantis a seven-point edge, a seven-point edge, over former President Donald Trump in a potential presidential primary battle. The the national polls are what us journalists don't really pay attention to. It's the state polls. But this is the first national one that shows DeSantis with a a seven-point lead, and it points to a weakening of Trump's GOP dominance. I want you to listen to what Lara Trump Eric Trump's wife, what she has to say regarding this potential Trump-DeSantis matchup. I can tell you those primaries get very messy and very raw. We've experienced that before. Um, So wouldn't it be nicer for him, and I think he knows this, to wait until 2028? And so that is uh, Lara Trump telling... um, telling Mr. DeSantis to back off, to back off. In a moment, I'm going to your telephone calls, but I want you to listen again, listen again, somewhat of a different soundbite now, and, and it, it, it intertwines again. But listen again, because it's important to what Lara Trump, Laura Trump, what she is stating. I can tell you those primaries get very messy and very raw. We've experienced that before. Um, So wouldn't it be nicer for him, and I think he knows this, to wait until 2028? Okay, well, 
That's what she has to say. And the warning is on, the, the handwriting is on the wall, if you will. Let's start with uh, the telephone calls. Roger in Massachusetts. Good morning, Roger. What's on your mind? Okay, thank you for taking my call. Uh, you brought this subject up um, last week, and I waited because uh, I had something to say about it. Uh, first, I want to say that during the primaries of 16, Trump was not my pick. However, I liked his policies ever since. While he was... I, regarding I, this question. Well, you, you're, breaking, this... you're breaking up there, Roger. I'm breaking up? Yes, you're breaking up. We missed half of what you said. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm it's sorry. okay. Well, well, he wasn't my choice during the primaries in 16, but I sure like his policies. All right, and I would back and I would back him again. Are you, were you able to hear that? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you wait, wait. So you okay. Did, you all did. right. So my point, my <laughs> go, point go is this: go ahead. What I what I tried, what I wanted to say last week was that I, I I think DeSantis should get out of the way. He should concentrate on being the governor of Florida for the next four years and let Trump sink or swim. Now on his own, one way or the other. And I'd like to remind everybody that the so-called toxic, the perceived toxicity of Trump, I think, comes from three different sources. Number one, the swamp dwellers on both sides of the aisle. Number two, their advertising firm, namely the, 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 the press in this country, which is pro-Democrat. And number three, yes, yeah, some of Trump's tweets. But we are, we are being taught. We have been taught for several years by people who brought us Trump-Russia collusion that Trump is toxic. All right? And I think, you know, and a lot of people are believing it. You hear it over and over and over again for several years. You're going to get some people to believe it. Well, that, that is true, Roger, and I thank you for the call. What, what I don't like in all of this uh, in terms of uh, Mr. Trump, Donald Trump is going to be Donald Trump. No matter who approves of it, no matter who wants it, no matter who doesn't like it. What you see is what you get. I don't understand why he finds the need. I understand it's playing to the base a little bit, raw meat for a small segment of the base, to keep attacking Mitch McConnell's wife with anti-Asian American slurs. That's not necessary. And that's beneath Mr. Trump. Let's go to Pamela in central New Jersey. Good morning, Pamela. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Good morning. As as people feel safe saying stuff now about Trump, you know, uh, vis-a-vis the uh, VP's new book and comments, uh, can you imagine the sabotage that was going on while Trump was dealing with COVID? When he saw he had, you know, a group that was behind him, uh, you know, read Peter Navarro's book and you'll see he had the deep swamp right in the Oval Office. I, I, I hear you, Pamela. But what what I'm thinking about and, you know, when Trump does something wrong, I'll call it out. When he does something right, I'll call it out. He never got the credit that was due him for effectively and quickly coming up with a vaccine. And uh, in those debates, they, they ridiculed him and said it wouldn't happen. And somehow, mysteriously, right after the election, the vaccine popped up. And, mm-hmm. you know, the timing 
two and two equals uh, four in this case here. Pamela, you make a good point, and I thank you for your telephone call. Pamela just mentioned the vice president, Vice President Pence, and he's uh, taking the gloves off regarding uh, President Trump. Nearly two years later, in an interview with ABC News, he says the former president's words and actions were reckless. Okay, I agree with that. I agree. Mr. Trump's words and actions on January 6th were reckless. Now, if you say, Dominic, were they criminal? They were not criminal. There's a big difference. Criminal and reckless. A huge difference. I'm taking Mr. Pence to task here. Because why now? Why now, two years later... It's easy to attack Trump now. Everybody else is doing it. Plus, the former vice president is selling his book. This is what he said with ABC News. Members were barricaded inside the House chamber. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of it all, you can see that the president has tweeted. 2.24 p.m., the president tweets Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done. It angered me. But I turned to my daughter who was standing nearby, and I said, it doesn't take courage to break the law. It takes courage to uphold the law. I mean, the president's words were reckless. It's clear he decided to be part of the problem. Mike Pence, I, I I would respect the comments a lot more if he said them immediately after this happened. Two years later, it makes me question the motive. There was more. But the president's words were reckless, and his actions were reckless. The president's words that day at the rally endangered me and my family and everyone at the Capitol. It, it's true that Mr. Pence's uh, life and his family were, were endangered. But but why now? Why wait two years? Let's go to Steve. Uh, well, we'll go to Steve in a second. Let's first go to Al in Yonkers. Good morning, Al. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning to you, Dominic. You know, Dominic, to me it's understandable why Laura Trump would tell uh, Governor uh, to uh, send a message out to Governor DeSantis to uh, take a pass this time, because we've seen history in the past. In 76, when Reagan and Ford fought it out, uh, Ford went on to beat Reagan in the, uh, at the convention, but losing a squeaker to Carter in 76, one of the closest races ever. And then we've also seen in 1980, when Ted Kennedy and Jimmy Carter went at it, and then uh, Jimmy Carter went in the general election damaged and lost in a landslide to Reagan, carrying only six states. So we want to have a united front, and uh, I, that's why I hope that Governor DeSantis takes a pass. Do you agree? Okay, here's the only problem, Al, with your assessment. So let's look, let's, let's start with Obama, right? There's a point to the madness here. The reason why Obama ran when he ran is because the timing was perfect. 
he did not have a record to hang around his neck. He he did not have a record. So thus, that's what catapulted him. You know, smooth-talking, good-looking man of color. America was ready, and America deserves a lot of credit for electing its first uh, African-American president, if you will. I understand he's biracial. I don't want to get into that uh, debate. So now let's fast forward to DeSantis, because DeSantis, in a lot of ways, is like Obama. I'm not talking about policy. I'm talking about the timing. He's DeSantis has come out of nowhere. He's 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 the superstar. There's only one problem. The 800 pound gorilla is not ready to get out of the way. And, and the 800-pound gorilla is clearly stating, you run, I'm going to drop a dime on you from here to kingdom come in terms of what's in your background. That's what the Trumps might as well say in terms of what they're going to do. So the problem for DeSantis is the same issue that Obama had. If 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 he passes on running... We never know legislatively what may jam him up in the next couple of years where Democrats could could tar him with that in a campaign. See, now That's the right. timing is perfect for him to run. But I, ju- I just don't think, Al, that, that, that he's got it in his stomach to take on Trump. I just I just don't believe it. I, 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 you know, but, but I, I understand your point that you made about party unity. Thank you for the call, Al. Thank you. It's, it's extremely important. Let's go to Julie in New Jersey. Good morning, Julie. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Don, uh, Dominic. I'm just thinking that Pence waited till the election to make these statements to see where Trump and tr- people who backed Trump stood. Uh, in the elections and how they turned out. I um, and, and going with DeSantis, you know what? Politics makes strange bedfellows, that, that old saying. And I just think that this is all rigged. I mean, this is these uh, you have McConnell who didn't say anything about the warnings that the Democrats said about are you going to count on the 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 election or are you going to deny the votes or whatever you know this is all set up it just seems like like everything's playing into place hmm. i i i hear you i i hear you julie it just i i would have a lot more respect for the vice president if if he spoke up a lot sooner now, now it's too easy and convenient to uh, go after Trump. Everybody else is so. It, it's like it's almost like it's the cowardly way to go about this. If this is the way you felt, I frankly and maybe he did in pride. I would have told him man to man. Listen, what you did was reckless. You endangered my family, and then I would have told the press and let the chips fall where they may. Julie, I, I thank you for your call, uh, New Jersey. Let's stay in New Jersey. Let's go to Clifton and say good morning to Tony. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Uh, Dominic, I'm just going to stick with Pence tonight. How are you, by the way? I'm well, today? and I hope you're doing well. Oh, great day. So I just want to say on Mike Pence, um, he's really 
lacking in a lot of ways as a leader. Um, I totally um, have no uh, respect for him saying all this now, two years later. Um, And number two, my feeling, um, being in the COVID situation, he was in the White House a lot closer to it than me. Um, We had a lot going on with COVID, and a lot of the voting rules were changed for the emergency, a lot going on. He was not a really heavy-duty thinker to say, you know what, guys, we had a lot going on. He wasn't a peacemaker. We had a lot going on with this election because of COVID. We need to just stop and take a minute, and let's just do this for unity for the country. That's all that needed to be done because it was it was done many times before. But whether or not, you know, people agree on that, he had a chance to be a peacemaker and he wasn't. And I I just don't have any respect for him. When you say he, are you referring to Mr. Pence or Mr. Pence. Trump? Yes, Mr. Pence could have been I love Donald Trump. I'm praying for his comeback. I'm praying for this country. He's not perfect, but there's no one in all the history of this country. And I've been studying all my presidents. None of them were perfect, Dominic. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about Mike Pence, who could have been a unifier when we were in the middle of that counting of the ballots that day at the Capitol. He could have, if he was a unifier, he could have done in his position, picked up any slack. A lot was going on, and he chose just to act like, a patsy, a puppet, and like the well, lady before me said, he just played into everything that was happening. Well, Tony, I, I, I believe that he had no other choice but to certify the election. But but I hear you. Right. I but I but I hear you. Um yeah. and and maybe 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 that's why Mr. Trump selected uh Mr. Pence as his running mate, because let's face it, he's not a standout go get him type guy. You 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 can describe Mr. Trump as many things, but we certainly all would have to agree that he is a in your face, standout type of guy. He's going to tell you exactly what is on his mind. Hey, Tony, thank you for the call. And folks, I told you all, all of this talk about Trump being a racist. You'll see more and more. It's coming out now. How much the rappers, right? And I'm talking about the the biggest biggest rappers. In, in the game, how much they loved Trump and and got along with him. And then when it became politically popular to say stay away from Trump, they kept their distance for record sales. But, I mean, I'm telling you, to call the man a, a – uh, uh, I, I say this, and I, I, I shouldn't even be going here because now I'm going to get a million emails on the race topic – do you think I would be around somebody that, that is a racist? And I am very good in reading a person head to toe uh, in the first 30 seconds. you think I'd be around somebody that, that's a racist? And I was around him several times. I I would not. Let's go to Chris and the Catskills. Good morning, Chris. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, Dominic. Uh, you know, I think there's uh, three words that uh, describe both of these men. And I'll, I'll leave it up to you to uh, figure out which words describe whom. Uh, megalomaniac, narcissistic personality disorder. That's not that's three words in and of itself. And meathead. And, you know, both of these men ran for political office uh, and will move forward based upon a burning desire 
to, uh, you know, reach uh, actualization, the highest uh, top tier of the pyramid of, of, of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And I know I talked to you probably about five months ago, and I said they're all awful. I'm not a fan of Biden. I'm not a fan of, of 95% of these people running for office these days. And I said, think about it long and hard. Who's really running for office? Who's really a strong policy wonk that has legitimate ideas that are going to solve and mitigate problems that are facing this country and facing this world? And I still feel that way now after these election results. But I'll tell you one thing. When the dust settles and, you know, the Democrats have like maybe uh, one House, it'll be 50-50 in the Senate. And the Republicans have like a five-seat majority in the House. Uh, the two people that won out of all this are going to be Kirsten Cinema, the Arizona senator, and Joe Manchin, the West Virginia senator, because they're going to have even more juice for two more years. Well, I'm still waiting, Chris, for the uh, for the uh, for everything to settle before I really. Uh, can take on and accurately assess the uh, situation. I hear you, but but you said you said you give me the three, and then you wouldn't say which one applies to who. Why not? Well, I, I, I to be honest with you, I think DeSantis comes across like a meathead, so we'll leave it at that. But hey, if you want to have a interesting laugh, Dominic, uh, read James Scoopus's Twitter feed on. Uh, on Twitter, he's a he's a state senator that's the best campaigner and debater I've ever seen. He's 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 very confident in himself. But if you read the Twitter comments he made after the election, he only won by less than 900 votes, and he got the uh, Kiris Joel endorsement that helped put him over the top. But he brags about uh, being in a district that was plus uh, 14 for Zeldin, and he still pulled it out. And that's true. He's such a good campaigner. He's a conservative Democrat that gets a lot of split-ticket votes. He wins in districts in the Assembly and State Senate where it's plus 14 Trump, uh, plus 15 Zeldin. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that if the socialists of New York State ever challenge him, then the Democratic Party is truly over in New York State. Okay. Well, I I thank you uh, for your call, Chris. I have to look into that race before I can— uh, res- respond and make some sense uh, about it or that official. Before we take a break, let's go to Jimmy in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jimmy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Let me first say I haven't listened to you pretty much until recently, and you seem to be a sort of down-the-middle, really fair and objective kind of guy. I'm more on the conservative side. But I, listen, I have to say about Pence, he always struck me as looking odd. I know it's not nice or fair to have an opinion on somebody because they may look a little strange. But hearing him today, I was disgusted with him. He kept talking about Trump and him, Trump and Pence, Trump and Pence, talking about all the good things Trump did. In other words, Pence is trying to take credit for some of the good things that Trump did and no other president did. So I found that very disgusting. And then he disses himself from Trump, trying to create the illusion like Pence is defending the Constitution and Trump isn't. Trump is definitely a unique guy. I was all in all a Ted Cruz guy. 
I thought it was ridiculous, the idea of Trump. But when Trump got in, he performed miracles similar to what Giuliani did in New York City. And for people who weren't in New York City at the time, they would never believe how bad it was and would look like a miracle that Giuliani and his police commission and his whole uh, group did. Well, Trump did that nationally. He had everything straightened out. I never saw any person come in and make drastic changes for the better. And when people say that the enemy or foreign enemies or adversaries are looking at Biden and they see weakness, no. The enemies know Biden's weak. They know him. They help get him elected. The enemy's looking at the conservative response to Biden, and the enemy has to be real happy what they're seeing. Because I don't think the American people, the conservative media celebrities, understand just the depth, the dire situation we're in. This country has never, ever been in this danger, and this level of danger. And I've been saying this for 30 years on the radio. Okay. Our enemies are strong. They're united. They've got long-range plans. They're carrying it out to the letter. Well, Jimmy, I thank you for your telephone call. That's a, a, a lot to consider. I hear you. A lot of people express uh, those sentiments about uh, international leaders and international communities. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, we'll have more of your telephone calls. We're going to Queens, New Jersey, Manhattan, Long Island. And coming up at uh, 45 minutes past the hour, we will have our Carter Cares segment. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. smart enough guy to know uh, that it would be great to have all the support of this party, of the America First MAGA movement, whatever you want to call it, fully behind him in 2028, then possibly, you know, fracturing it in 2024. I can tell you those primaries get very messy and very raw. We've experienced that before. Laura Trump with a warning to Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Reading between the lines, you know, like I know what she's stating. She is telling Governor DeSantis, listen, you're a rising star. If you run, we are going to destroy you. We are going to drop every dime there is in your background that the public does not know about yet. And when we're done with you, your name will be mud. That's the translation of what. Laura Trump just said, and I find it interesting, folks. I don't know if you've noticed, but DeSantis will not respond. The Trumps keep baiting him, and he will not respond. It makes me say something is there. So DeSantis is 44. He could run run in uh, 2028, but that's a lifetime away in politics, a lifetime. 
Let's go to Peter in New Jersey. Good morning, Peter. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, hi, Dominic. Uh, you uh, just mentioned what I was going to say about DeSantis waiting, you know, when you say it's a, it's a lifetime. But uh, Trump should make a deal with him and and uh, say he'll back him, you know, if, if Trump wins, that is, um, to back him if he runs after Trump runs. Wouldn't hey, it Peter. be great if you had two Peter. guys in office that were two Republicans Peter. back to back like that? Peter, I mean, I, I, you know, Peter, I, Peter. Yeah. Let let's say let's play out your scenario. DeSantis stands down and doesn't run. Trump runs and wins. Or let's say he runs and doesn't win. Right? What guarantee would DeSantis have? that Trump is going to keep his word of a future endorsement. Well, you know what? Trump has nothing to gain in, in, in not endorsing him is if Trump wins. Oh, is. no, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true. Peter, Peter, no, Peter, listen. Right, right, right. Let, let, let's say DeSantis yeah. stands down, right? Yeah. And then DeSantis stands up to Trump on one policy that Trump doesn't like. We all know what that means. That means that endorsement that I told you I was going to give you, yeah. that's out the window. I don't then believe what? the scenario you just said, though. I'm not taking that what? premise. But that, that happens premise, in politics I say, all I the time. I don't believe that premise you and, just made. And, and that, that's, that's, that type of unpredictability uh, happens all the time with President Trump. All the time. I'll think, I'll think that Trump. Uh, should should really make a deal with this guy or whatever, however you want to call it, and say, just wait. If I win, and and I, you know I'm done. Of course, I can't run again. I'll back you in the next uh, time the time that you could run. So Peter, I'll back you 100. percent So Peter, what happens if a scandal comes up in the next four years against the DeSantis? You, you know what's something, uh, and, and it's, it's, this is going to the to the Democratic voters now. They vote, so, they vote so blindly that they, they are being shot down with policy every time. And that's the way I put it. They're shot down with policy, and they're going to pull that D lever. I don't understand it. You, you know, you talk about uh, uh, scandals. Look at, look at Biden. Look at, you, can, you can't get a better scandal than Biden. I mean, what, what, what he did overseas, all the, all the uh, corruption this guy is. Wait, wait, but, but when you I say, mean, well, mean, wait, 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 Peter, Peter, when you say what he did, he was already president. There's a I big know. difference, Peter, Peter, there's yeah. a big difference if the scandal occurs while you're already president. Thank you for the call. A huge difference. If you're already president, there's nothing they can do. If you're meaning the media establishment, all they can do is report on it. But if you're not the president, it can influence the public, and thus you may not ever get where you are looking to go. Joe in Manhattan. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi there. Uh, Listen, uh, you are absolutely the best. Well, thank you. You Thank you. So, you're so generous vis-a-vis calls, etc. while others blast away with music, you know, uh, without any concern for all those waiting to get on the air. You go out of your way to do everything possible to get uh, callers on the air. Unfortunately, you have one hour. If I were the boss, you know, Katz Medidis, 
I'd sit down and ask you, how many hours do you need? Do you need even more than the 37 hours uh, uh, that uh, Curtis has? How many hours do you need? Because sometimes it's the host who has maybe a second job or something who doesn't take more than one or two hours. I just don't understand. It baffles me tremendously. I've been listening to you uh, practically every uh, evening, and I just don't understand how come you have just one hour of a show. Joe, Joe, thank you for the call, and let let me say this. I I will tell you what what I always have to say. And and that is the Casamitidis family, John Casamitidis, Margot Casamitidis. They're some of the best people that I've ever met in my life. And I won't I won't uh, mention uh, some of the private things that they've done to assist me. But the Casamitidis family has been there for me. They welcome me. They welcome my wife. They welcome my children. Um, they have been wonderful. And Mr. Katsimatidis uh, has said that, um, and I, I leave it up to them. When they, when they say my show will expand, my faith is in them because they're good people. When they say my show will expand, it will expand. And I'm comfortable with that. And so for right now, I'm here from midnight to 1 a.m. And, you know, I look forward to expanding uh, in the future, and believe me, I'll bring a. I give you a hundred percent now. I'll give you a thousand percent then. But uh, and thank you for the call, Joe. But the Casamitidis family, by far, are the best bosses that I have ever had. They are very, very, very kind and very, very good to me. They have an open door policy. Where they, and one thing, two, one thing here. They have never, John Katsimatidis, Margot Katsimatidis, the owners of the station, they have never once said to me, you're going to talk about this, this topic or that topic. Not once. They, they leave it up to me and, and they, they've been very kind, uh, to me and my family on the financial front and on every front that um, that you can think of. So thank you for that call. I do appreciate the love. Linda on Long Island, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dom. Uh, I'm sure you remember this. Picture this. Pence, he becomes president, and if he has to meet with any female, his wife has to go with him. Remember that? He, wasn't, he said he wasn't allowed... To meet with a woman, his wife wouldn't allow him to meet with a woman alone. Um, do you picture the word pipsqueak or something? I can never see him being a president. Well, and I heard I, for, for, very for, for, other, for other reasons, I could see him not being a president. But to be honest right. with you, Linda, that strategy of not going anywhere without his wife was was with him. Uh, in modern day politics, maybe that's a good strategy when when you think about it. I understand how you can <laughs> see it the way that you see it, but um, uh-huh. but um, in modern day politics, you can end up in trouble, and it's always it, it's always a good thing if if your spouse if your spouse is uh, with you. So you know, Linda, I'm looking. You know, you get these alerts, diagnostic alerts, uh, as it relates to your car. Just my luck here, right? So it, I just got an alert on my car, and I'm always rushing, so I'm not paying attention. And it says 
the battery in your vehicle is critically low. So that must have mean that I that must that must mean that I left the lights on. Start your vehicle to charge. Text stop to cancel. So that's just fantastic, Linda. But thank you. Thank you for the call. I hear you on Mike Pence. We are going to take a break. When we come back, our Carter Cares segment. And coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's Frank Bruno law.com frank bruno he's your numero uno highlighting stories that hit close to home from your borough to your dinner table this is carter cares folks an armless bears repeating an armless manhattan panhandler was choked and robbed as he sat in his wheelchair outside bergdorf goodman uh, and and he is stating that the American dream is over. 40-year-old Frankie Martinez says he's been panhandling outside the store for five years and never had an issue. And to uh, some crook attacked him and took his phone. And he says that the city is not what it used to be, who is without arms and most of his legs. And he says there are not enough police on the street there should be more police patrolling the streets so we can feel safe again. The world that we live in. And the guys are laughing at me because uh, Alex just had to take my car keys and run downstairs to turn off. I I, I see you there. I see you there, happy place. And so, so now I may be stuck with the, with a dead car, and I can't call home because my lo- wife will laugh even more, and she's not coming out at 1 o'clock in the morning. She's going to be like, hey, dude, trip away. Well, at least you got the warning, so hopefully you got it in time. Maybe we should tell them to start the car. <laughs> they charge that battery. Yeah, yeah right. And I'm going to leave it running without me being in the oh, car. That's true. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. And Kenneth is uh, looking at us like we're both crazy there. Let's go back uh, to the uh, telephone calls. Rob in Secaucus. Good morning, Rob. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. Good. Uh, yeah, this is Robin Secaucus. I, uh, I've been I talk, I've been calling and talking to Rudy Giuliani a lot over the past couple months, and I'm doing a radio show with him on BBS Radio as well, and I just love the guy. You know, I think he's a great man. And he had his charges dropped today, and I don't hear nothing about it really in the main. I mean, there was a couple of stories, but, you know, I think that's a pretty newsworthy story, a pretty big news story that, that Rudy Giuliani, they dropped the charges. The prosecutors are not going forward with the charges, and that's wonderful news for the mayor. Uh, and yes. for those of us that always uh, believed in him, I have not referenced it yet because I have not had the opportunity to talk to the mayor off air before going on air with, with a comment. 
But but I thank you for that, Rob, and you have a uh, beautiful morning. Let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Um, best of luck with your car. <laughs> um, I was on a cold hey, night. Hey, hey, but you know what, Jennifer? I, I was going to say at least it's not snowing. It is going to snow later on tonight, Tuesday <laughs> night. Uh, two inches are expected, so go right ahead. Well, you take good care, and I wish you the best. Um, I just want to say uh, two things. First of all, Kent and his book and everything, I, I am so utterly disgusted with uh, people that used to, we used to look at as public servants. They're now just self-serving, every one of them. If I see one more politician with a book, one more cabinet member, one more whatever, I'm done, I'm over it. Uh, it just, to me, it's just such the self-promotion and the money end of it. I think every one of them should have to sign some sort of a waiver or consent that you don't write a book, you don't do anything, you don't get money, you don't lecture for at least five years after you're out of, out of the White House or out of Congress or the Senate, whatever. Because to me, I think it's a disgrace. It's, it's they're putting themselves before a country. Everyone's looking for a way to make a buck. And you can make a buck, but not right out the gate. I think you have to serve. There's no, you know, there's really, they're not servants anymore. They're self-serving. And as far as Trump goes, did I hear my, you're not coming in next later tonight on the radio, but did I hear you say something about Trump and race, they're, they're going to be talking about him being a racist more or something like that? No, well, no, no. The point I was making was that he's not a racist. Yes. And, and well, I, I'm glad you say that because, you know, when I look, at the conditions for African-Americans in this country under Trump, as you, I'm sure, are aware, Dominic, every category, whether it's uh, black women, um, black um, women entrepreneurs, uh, black youth, lowest unemployment ever, highest entrepreneurship, highest, um, uh, you know, levels of income, all of it for the black community. Um, What he did with the First Step Act, you know, um, looked no further than Alice Johnson, who Obama let sit in jail, that grandmother on her trafficking charge or whatever. Um, she spoke at, at Trump's, um, uh, I forget, you know, when he was being uh, chosen for the. Uh, the convention, yes. Uh, yes, sorry, I was blanking out completely. Thank you for saving me. Um, yeah, and, and to me, you know, I, I just think it's so easy for people to just point a finger and talk about Charlottesville, which were words completely taken out of, taken out of context. And also, you know, he did, he put a lot of money into sickle cell um, research and things like that, that got no press coverage whatsoever. Um, And, and just the fact that he wanted a better quality of life and he was able to achieve it for many, many people in the black community. And I just don't understand. It's such a divisive thing. And the way we are politically these days, it, it just makes me sad. Last but not least, Trump, uh, believe me, he has his shortcomings, as we all do. But I'll say this. I, he's the only politician I can think of, Dominic, maybe you can think of somebody else, that went into the White House and came out uh, with less money than he went in. He didn't take a salary. Um, and he's not our hawk in a book. So he's looking to go back into public service. So, you know, for one thing to be said, he may be the only one I can think of that has lost money and is still looking to go back and serve. So think what you will of him. And and I just can't stand the racist division, you know, regarding him in particular, you know, trying to pigeonhole him is that it's it's so unfair. So as Herschel Walker will tell you, you know, as he said, they've been dear friends for years. It's 
it's just awful the way we are to one another, you know, just to get ahead. It's know? true, and, and I thank you, Jennifer, for the call. It, you, it's Jennifer. it's true what you just said. Um, and the friendship between Herschel Walker and Mr. Trump, that's the type of guy that he is. He likes that when, when, when he's letting his hair down. He likes to have fun. He likes to joke. He likes to kid around. He, he, he's a cool dude. He, he really is. He really is. You know, there, there was that saying, uh, who would you like to have a beer with? He, he, when I think of that, I, I think of, uh, of, uh, Trump. Let's go to Eric in Manhattan. Good morning, Eric. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Um, what's wrong with Mike Pence? I mean, did he say even one thing about Mitch McConnell? I mean, between wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 wait. I you well, lost me right out the gate. I I don't know about, what you're talking about. About the money he pulled from states, and, and he wasn't backing any of of Trump's picks. But hear me out. Between Joe Biden right, getting but, more but votes, Eric, than Eric, Obama, I'm going to hear you out. Yeah. But but let me just say okay. this: in order for us to hear you out, you or any other caller, we have to know what you're talking about so that we can follow you. So go ahead, go ahead. Well, basically about Mitch McConnell not you know pulling money from from candidates and, and not helping people who are running Republicans. You know, and yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my thing is between between um, Joe Biden getting more votes than Barack Obama, running from a basement, and they're still counting in states like they're still counting. I mean, what 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 day and age are we in? You know, um, but and they're sitting there. All these cowards are sitting there piling on Donald Trump. My my last point is that he – well, I'm going to say he's not going anywhere because Donald, President Trump is not a leader. He's a representative, and the American people aren't going anywhere, so he's so wait, not going wait, Okay, but wait. When you, I don't, when you say he's not – Eric, I'm not following you. When well, you no, say I mean, he's not going anywhere, what, 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 what are, are you saying? Are you saying oh, wait, are you saying that he's going to go back to power? I'm not following what you're saying. Run again. Well, well they've, been, they've been attacking him since day one, trying to – Destroy him between Russia right. nonsense and right. everything. It's the same. It's, it's business as usual. Now you got Democrats um, trying to blame him and and not looking like at you know Ken Mitch McConnell and all this kind so of. So you're saying he's not going to be successful as a candidate, Eric? I'm not following it's, you. Donald, P- President Trump is a force of nature, and you know. So okay, can you please answer my question? So okay, never mind, yeah. Eric. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm now joined in studio before we go back to the telephone calls. I didn't mean to cut Eric off there, but Frank Marano's in studio. Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. I'm passing the baton to him in three and a half minutes. What do you have coming up? Hello, Dominic. Uh, got an action-packed show. We're going to cover some of uh, Mike Pence's interview with uh, David Muir, and it looks like we are heading very much towards a Trump-DeSantis-Pence primary, so we'll talk about that. Also going to be joined by a fellow by the name of Gil Barndoller, who is a senior research fellow at the uh, defense at Defense Priorities, a great think tank. He studied the Middle East pretty well, studied foreign policy pretty well. He's also a former infantry officer in the Marine Corps. We're going to talk about this ongoing situation in Ukraine because now there are uh, more demands for even more American aid for Ukraine. And Tom Dreesen, who's a terrific comedian who was Frank Sinatra's opening act for many years, he's going to join us to uh, talk about what's happening in comedy these days and whether or not uh, maybe comedy has sort of been ruined by political correctness. We're going to get into that and a bunch of other things. Is that the guy that you had on uh, a few months ago? Yes. Because 
It, yeah. it was wonderful. Great storyteller. Yes, yeah. wonderful storyteller. The Frank Sinatra uh, opening Absolutely. act. Absolutely, yeah. No, Can you imagine guy. what it's like being the opening act for it, Frank It's got to be a challenge, right? Because you can't, um, you, you got to be sure not to overshadow Sinatra, not that anybody can. And two, uh, you got to be sure to leave Sinatra with a very warm crowd because uh, I can imagine Sinatra, you know, had a pretty, uh, you know, he had pretty high standards. So I, I, uh, I, I'm always impressed with Tom Dreesen. I'm looking forward to talking about it. And so what's interesting is around here, and 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 uh, uh, Matt, I want you, Matt Blaze, I want you to confirm this. So Rita Cosby does her show, mm. right? Yes. And then she calls up, correct? Yes. And she says that somebody's car's lights are on. Yes. And they thought it was Frank's. They thought it was your car where the lights were on, and so the power is draining. Mm-hmm. And guess whose car it was? It's yours. It's my God. What's, what's the matter with you? So, I, man, I, I'm always responding to emails. I know, I know and, how that and, goes. And, 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 you know, and, and your kids. Did somebody and, and shut home. it? So Alex Barnard runs, tent, comes flying in, takes the keys, runs downstairs. Oh while we're on the air, you and I. Do you need a jump? Uh, I, I hope I don't. We'll find but, out. <laughs> well, it's only a couple hours, right? She should be okay. <laughs> The couch so, is ready for you, Dominic. So, so no, I have jumper cables. I can give you a jump. So, well, how can you give me a jump when you're on the air? Well, I mean, I can use my vehicle <laughs> to end my jumper cables to have somebody else give you a jump. So I'll be, I'll be like Kenneth, in between the phone calls, run downstairs, take Frank's keys, That's very funny. give me a jump, go back <laughs> up, answer that next call. Oh, the jump didn't work. Let's do it all again. Frank Morano coming up right now, the other side of Written the Midnight. I will see if my battery works so I can get home to Rockland. Have a great day, folks. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.